For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires cling to the one Amen. Open your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 15 as we begin today as we're going through the book of Corinthians. Paul wrote this letter to the church at, at Corinth. Uh, and remember that all scriptures is good for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction and in righteousness. Amen. And so we can apply this not only to our church, but to our own self, our own personal, our own family, our own life. Amen. All biblical principles are good to live by. They are best for you. I know many times uh, we look at God's word or God's laws and we think, man, I can't, we know you can't do this, can't do that. But the truth is, just like a loving parent that has rules to keep their child safe, God has rules to keep his children safe safe he wants you he's looking out for you and your life and your family amen so we're in second corinthians chapter 3 verse number 15 the bible says but even unto this day when moses is read the veil is upon their heart he said even unto this day when moses is read in the old testament it's an old testament illustration uh, the veil was over the face of moses but now a veil lies on the hearts of, of people. Uh, they're in the dark, and that's where the devil wants to keep them. But you know, when Jesus died on that cross in the, the temple, when only the holy, the priest could go behind to make a sacrifice. Now, it, it didn't forgive their sins, but it covered their sins temporarily. But only the high priest could go behind that and behind that veil. But when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says that that veil was ripped from top to bottom, meaning and symbolizing that anyone through the Lord Jesus Christ can go to God. You don't need a man that's called a priest. You don't need anybody. All you need to do is cry out to Jesus and ask him for forgiveness and ask him to save you. And so here is talking about where Moses had went up to the mountain and he got the Ten Commandments and he had seen the hinder parts of God when he came down off the mountain. His face was shining. It was, it was glowing. And so the people were so afraid that he put a veil over his face. You know, some people are still working, trying to work for their salvation. They're still trying to obtain righteousness on the principles of doing uh, never realizing the work has already been done by the Savior on the cross at Calvary. 
when the Lord Jesus Christ laid down his life for me and for you. They are seeking to gain salvation by their own merit. There are many in church and good Bible-believing, gospel-preaching, God-fearing churches today, people that are in the pew that have truly never been born again. They are still deep down in the bottom of their heart trying to obtain righteousness by the principle of doing something. I must be good. I must go to church. I must tithe. I must not use bad language. I must be faithful to my spouse. I must be good to my kids. I must be good at my job. They are trying to obtain righteousness by the act of doing something. But see, what Jesus did goes against everything that we know because everything else in life, you have to do something in order to get it. You have to do something in order for someone to love you. You have to do something in order to get a, a job. You have to do something in order to get Whatever it is, you mark it down. You have to do something. But the truth is, you could do nothing to obtain righteousness in the sight of God except for, except the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That is the only way you can obtain righteousness in the eyes of God. That is the only way that you can be right with God. That's the only way that a person can obtain salvation it is the opposite of doing. It is putting faith in what somebody else has already done. And that somebody else is the Lord Jesus Christ. When he died on that cross, he bore the sins of the whole world. Did you know that? The whole world. There is salvation and forgiveness for everyone that has ever lived at the foot of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, whether or not you make it personal, whether or not you have a relationship, because it's not about a religion. Religion will drag you to hell. Religion might keep you out of jail, but it won't keep you out of hell. It's all about having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Just because you know that he died on the cross for people's sins does not save you. You must make it personal. It must be a personal relationship. You must first realize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And if you look around, it won't take you long to figure out you are a sinner because we're all sinners. And realize the only way that I can ever obtain righteousness is by and through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. But even unto this day, the Bible says, when Moses read the veil is upon their heart. There's something covering it up. There's something stopping them coming to Jesus. Let's look at verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So they have a veil covering their heart. There is something stopping the light of Christ from shining through to their heart. And so verse 16 here, it says, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, what is it? What is it talking about? It. Nevertheless, when it is talking about a person's heart. Remember verse 15, they have a veil upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it, when their, their heart shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. So I believe verse 16 may refer to the heart of an individual person. It could refer to the to the heart of the Jews. It could refer to the heart of the nation of Israel. It could refer to the, the heart of the nation of America. But it's talking about something is blocking that person's heart. There's a veil over the heart. But when they when it's when it's gone, when it shall when they shall turn to the Lord, that veil shall be taken away. 
Now, if you get into prophecy, uh, you could say that one day that, that it, the veil will be lifted and the Jewish people will real, real realize that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. That may be what this verse is talking about, but it's also talking about an individual person because salvation starts with an individual. Not a whole group gets saved together. You get saved individually through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when a person turns to the Lord and accepts Jesus as their Messiah, as their Lord and Savior, that veil, that veil is taken away. That blockage, that obscurity, it's gone. It's not there anymore. The light can shine through. And so the truth is revealed. The darkness is removed when light is shine on it. People can see the light, and Jesus is that light. You listen to me. The little g the God of this world, Satan, the prince of darkness. He wants to keep people lost. He wants to keep people blind. He wants to keep people in the dark. He wants people not to be able to know how to get saved. He wants people to turn their nose up at the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to blind their eyes. And I tell you, it happens all the time. But when a person gets saved, and that veil is removed, and they can see the truth through the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my, how obvious it is that all the wickedness in this world, how the prince of this world, the prince of darkness, the devil, the devil, Satan himself, has the world blinded, how blind I was to what is really going on before I got saved. But once I got saved and that veil was removed and I could see, the blinders were off. The candle was lit. I had Jesus in my heart. I could see the light. I could see how devious and deviant and deceitful that rot, rotten, dirty devil really and truly is. And that's exactly what the Bible's talking about here. When that veil is taken off, they can see the truth. They can see the light. They can see Jesus for what he really is, and that is he is God. He is the Messiah. Amen. He is the Savior of the world because Jesus is God in the flesh. That is how we get to God. He is our intercessor, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and those three are one. You say, fully explain that, preacher. I can't fully explain it, but I can fully believe it. I don't understand oxygen fully and completely, but I know I need it. I don't fully understand how your body breaks down the food into a liquid and turns it to energy, and you use your, your, your body uses that energy so that you can get up and go each and every day. I don't fully understand that, but I fully believe it. When I get hungry, I, I need it. And I can tell you this, this rotten world will make a person hungry for the Lord Jesus Christ. It'll make them hungry for the truth. It'll make them want to see the light. And I'm here to tell you, Christian, if you're saved, if you're born again, it is your job, it is your duty. You will stand before God Almighty and give an account for what you did for the saving knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ that you will carry around within you. It is your job to share it with other people in whichever way you do that. If you're a preach, if you teach, if you teach Sunday school, if you can pass out a track, invite people to church, however it is that you can do that, it is your job, it is your duty, and you will stand before God one day at the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for those things. And as the Bible says, their blood might be on your hands. You worked with them for 15 years and never told them how to be saved. They were your neighbor for 20 years and you never, you never pointed them to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
They checked you at the grocery store for 10 years straight and you never once gave them a gospel track. Amen. Hey, let's get busy winning souls for Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get busy shining, letting our light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let your light shine, ladies and gentlemen. You have the best news a person could ever receive in all of eternity. And that is that Jesus saves. You've got to share that message. Can, can you imagine a doctor walking around that had the, the, the cure to all cancer in all the world and he kept it to himself? I'm not going to share that. I just don't feel comfortable. It makes people uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. I get scared. I get nervous. I just can't tell people about it. Well, you'd think that'd be crazy. Well, it's even a million times worse when a Christian holds the gospel and they don't let it out. Because, listen to me, even if you cured a person from cancer, they're still going to get old and die. But when they get saved, the Bible says, their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They have eternal life. They will forever be with the Lord. You have something far better than the cure of cancer you have the key to eternal life, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure that you are sharing that with others in whatever way God has gives you. Because even the most introverted person, God can give them a way to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you will listen, if you will hear that still small voice that was in your heart, because most of the time it's like this, all the loud voices, all the, all the things that I hear all the time, a lot of times that'll be me, but it's that same little voice that you hear that every day he speaks to you. Every day he says something. He doesn't get loud, doesn't holler, doesn't scream, doesn't get a bullhorn, but every day he says something. And that's the Lord speaking to you right there. Make sure that you listen to him. Because I know there's been a few times I didn't, and I usually feel so guilty about it. Can you imagine how guilty you'll feel if you stand before Jesus and you did not tell that person about him? And now you have to give an account for it. Let's share the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how uncomfortable it makes you. No matter how uncomfortable it makes them. It is the best thing for them. And it's the best thing that you could ever give them. Amen. Look with me now in verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse number 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Paul had been emphasizing that Christ is the key in the Old Testament. And here he reemphasized that truth, saying where the Lord is, there is the Spirit. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, America is not in the Bible. But I do love America. This is our country. This is our nation. I do believe God has blessed this nation. One, for putting him first. Two, for, he's, we, we honor the nation of Israel. Amen. And so now the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty means that wherever Jesus is recognized as Lord, as Jehovah, there's liberty. There's freedom from the bondage of the law. From You can't have a Bible. Many countries in this day, in this world today, are not allowed to have. It's illegal to have a Bible. And we have freedom from laws against that. We can read the scripture in and any time we want to. We have the freedom to look to God through Jesus. And I realize those people do too, even though there might be laws against it. But we don't have that. We have so much freedom here in America. I know I have a stack of Bibles over in the corner where some people in some countries would just love to have a one page out of them because it's illegal to have a Bible there. So thank God 
for America. And that liberty, that always makes me think of our own Liberty Bell. Let liberty ring throughout all the land. You know, that bell's got a great big crack in it. And it came to me one day as I was thinking about this verse and the Liberty Bell. Now, I realize this verse is not talking about the Liberty Bell, so don't go there. Don't think I'm saying that. I am not. I'm simply saying I was thinking about it one day, and that's what it says on it. It talks about liberty, and it's got a giant crack in it. And I'm here to tell you, when you stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to get cracked. You're going to get chipped. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurled at. You're going to get body slammed every now and then. Somebody's going to try to crack you, but you keep standing strong, just like that bell. You keep standing for the Lord Jesus Christ. You keep standing for liberty. Amen? Keep standing strong. Because here in America, thank God that we have liberty. Now, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Do I believe the spirit of the Lord is here? I do. Is there a lot of bad things happening in this country? There certainly is. We have a lot of bad laws. We have a lot of laws that go against God himself. We have things that are allowed that should not be allowed. But I still believe that this is still the greatest nation in the world and it is my job and it is your job to stand up for what is right and however you do that maybe it's with your vote maybe it's with your voice maybe it's with your dollars however it is it is our job our job to stand up for what is right because i'm here to tell you i have kids in this country and one day grandkids and and so on so on and so on and i want them to have the same liberties and freedom that i have that you have right now in this nation Amen. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Verse number 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So in the Old Covenant, Moses alone was allowed to see the glory of the Lord. Only the hinder parts of God, And when he came down off that mountain, his face was shining and he had to put a veil over it, over it. But you listen to me under the new covenant in the New Testament, we all have the privilege of beholding the glory of the Lord in his word and in your heart. If you get saved, see Moses face had to be veiled after he had finished speaking with, with, with God. When he went down to see the people, you don't have to have a veil. You, you have God's holy word. You can let your light shine. And I often thought of this, you know, the more, the closer you get to God, the more you're going to shine for the Lord. And I can tell you this, the more it's going to scare other people. It may scare your own family. It may scare your wife. It may scare your husband. It may scare your kids. But the, the more that, that you stand for the Lord, the closer you get to the Lord, the more that you shine for the Lord. It is going to scare people, and they're going to want you to cover it up like Moses covered up his face. You listen to me. Don't you cover it up. You let your light shine. Amen. Do the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we can keep our face unveiled by forsaking sin, by being completely honest with God and with ourselves and with our family. Amen. We can shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> the next step here, it says, Beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. That mirror is the Word of God. See, the Word of God is a, is a mirror. Just as you look in, in the mirror in the morning and fix yourself and brush your teeth or comb your hair, 
You're supposed to look into the mirror of God and His Word, and you're supposed to fix yourself as you read it, as you look at it, as you uh, apply it. As we go into the Bible, we see the Lord Jesus revealed in all His splendor. Amen? And we can be a reflection of that. We, do not, we don't see Him yet face by face, face to face, but we can see Him in the mirror of the Word of God. Amen? And that may be what it's talking about in this verse image are changed the image from glory to glory there's a lot of glory in the word of god and when you look into his mirror when you look into the bible and you fix yourself you can shine for the lord jesus christ so as we look into that as you're holding it like in a glass it says and looking back at yourself and you're fixing yourself from glory to glory, from one step of glory to the next. Because the closer you get to God, the more He sees in your life that you need to get out of God. You can take another step toward God, and then He's going to show you something else that you can get out of your life, or something else you can get right, or something else you can fix. And you can take another step to God, glory to glory, one step to the other, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. And many times we don't like that. Let me just stop right there and say we don't like that. We say, oh, I want to be close to God. I want to get close to God. But the truth is, the closer you get to God, the more heartaches and hurts you're going to have. And many times we pull back. We start pulling back and, whoa, that's, that's too close. I got too many bad things happening in my life. I don't want, I don't want to get any closer. That's, that's close enough. But I can tell you, to tell you it, it's never close enough. Uh, the power of the process comes from the Spirit of the Lord. The more that you get your heart right, the more that you get closer to him. Yeah, things will happen. You know why? Because the devil, the devil does not attack things that are not a threat to him. I'm going to say that again. Listen to me. The devil does not attack things that are not a threat to him. If you're a Christian and you're you're pulling your sword out, your double-edged sword, the Bible, and you're living by it, and you're, you're, you're showing it off and you're telling people about it. Listen to me. The devil is going to attack you. And the closer that you get to God, the more that he's going to attack you. Now, God has to allow it. Just like when the devil went, uh, went to God and said that you have a hedge of protection around Job. I can't touch him. And God said, you can touch everything, but you can't take his life. You see, he could not touch him without God's permission. And so let me just tell you. The devil can't touch you without God's permission. So you've got to see all, even the bad things in your life, as coming directly from the hand of God. And that is hard, ladies and gentlemen. That is hard. We love it. Man, that's a blessing. Boy, that's a, I got a raise. I got, I got this. I got a, a, a whatever it is. We think, boy, that, that's a real blessing. But the truth is, all of it is a blessing if you see it coming from the hand of God. Because it's really, it's those hard times. It's those hurtful times. It's those times when you're down and out. It's the time when you and your spouse are fighting. It's the time when money's tight. It's the time when you lost your job. It's the time when you got attacked. That is when you truly seek the face of God. And so with that, there are great and wonderful things come out of that. Why? Because you are seeking after God. And that's exactly where God wants you. He wants you seeking Him. He wants you getting as close as you can to Him. He wants you crying out to Him. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God, that verse says. Amen. And so many times we say, I want to be close to God, but we don't like it when we're attacked. We don't like it when things aren't smooth. We don't like it when everything's not going right. We say, Lord, why, why is all this? And God says, if you'll just let me work in your life, 
I'll draw you closer to me. I'll make better things happen than you ever dreamed in and of your life. Amen. Because it's all about eternity. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about your testimony and all about your witness. Those are the things that will matter through all eternity. The house that you have, the car that you have, the job title that you have, all those things truly really mean nothing but what you do and the work you accomplish for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the closer you get to God, the more you're going to do for Him. Those are the things that are going to matter, Christian. Those are the things that will last and ring throughout all eternity let's get busy working for the lord amen we pray you have been blessed by today's message if you have been saved or are in need of a prayer please contact us at 352-247-9200 that's 352-247-9200 thank you for tuning into crossbound ministries radio broadcast Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.